Oh my God. We're so seasonal and right on time. Welcome to Demolition Buddies, the My Chemical Romance Superfan podcast where we can all be friends. I'm Switchblade Kelly. And I'm Sugar Maddie. And we're here recording for the first time in three months, maybe. <laughs> About three months. It's also our first time recording in the morning. Yes. That's new. Um, we just got done watching the live stream for Brisbane Night 2. Yes. It was so That good. was how we woke up. That was how we started our day. Uh-huh. Crisp 7 a.m. What was your favorite song that they did? Prison and um, Boy Division, probably. Hell yeah. I think they've done Boy Division every night. I think that's just, yeah, like, that's like a, that might as well be Mama. You know, it's like a almost guaranteed now <sighs> yeah. that you're going to get it. I've been so obsessed with Boy Division like the past six months. Oh, it's so good. That one line that I love, uh, until my capillaries burst of boredom, I'll be waiting. Oh, my God, please. Maddie just I'm not laughing. Head. You're not joking. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I was I thought the acapella cemetery drive was a really sweet gesture because basically Jared was like, Several fans that I've met have like asked me to play this song. We haven't recorded it, so here I'll do. That was good. Uh huh. It was. I thought that was a really sweet. So I think that was my favorite moment. Um, but I did like give them hell, the ghost of you to prison, teenagers venom. Yeah. Good run. Good band. You know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, my chemical romance is such a good band. What a good band. Um, yes. we haven't even said what today's episode is going to be about. <laughs> Forgive. <laughs> Today's episode, um, since we're kind of working in reverse chronological order at the moment, because that's what makes sense to us right now, um, yes. we're going to talk about the breakup today. We're going to make this, I think, a two-parter. This episode, we're basically just going to be going through like the facts, direct testimonial from the band members, that kind of stuff. Um in the next episode, we're going to get pretty deep into, like, fan reaction. Yes. Et cetera. Yeah, so this episode, we're not going to dive, like, too deeply into, like, the what the fans' response was at the time and, like, conspiracy theories about what was, like, fans thought about the breakup. Um, because when we put tried to put all of that together in one episode, it was a monster. <laughs> so that is going to be its own section so, yeah, as Maddie said, we're going to go through the episode, kind of going over exactly what happened, testimonials that we have gathered, that the things that band members have actually said. I used Tom Bryant's Not the Life It Seems for it, too. So you got some, like, words from Rob Cavello, the producer for Danger Days and Black Parade, um, and a lot of Frank in there, too. Yeah. So that'll be this up. And then we're also going to like go over a few listener like responses and stuff to the breakup. But we'll have even more for next episode too. Mm -hmm. To start off, we do have some mm -hmm. words from uh, a listener. So this is actually our first pod inbox we ever got. We got it back in November and we've been saving it for this very moment. Exactly. So we're going to let. Ashley, uh, take us on a story right now. Thank you, Ashley. Picture it. I'm 12. I'm in sixth grade. Up until this point, I had only listened to Kix 99 country, country music station with my dad. Um, but I had discovered somehow Sugar We're Going Down Swinging on Pandora Radio. And I was on the Sugar We're Going Down Swinging radio on the Pandora app when teenagers played. And that was the first My Chemical Romance song I ever heard. And I was like, this is phenomenal. It's got a lot of cuss words in it. My mom will never approve, to me, approve me listening to this, um, but I need to hear more. So I go on to the Teenagers radio 
on Pandora. And of course, I immediately hear, welcome to the Black Parade, na 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 etc. Um, I'm obsessed immediately. And uh, within the next couple of weeks, I'm listening to all their music, well, mostly Danger Days. And um, I Google the words, my chemical romance interview, because I was like, this is how I'm going to learn more about them. I don't even know their names at this point. The first thing that comes up is my chemical romance breakup interview. What? I found my chemical romance. I stumbled upon them independently two weeks after they broke up. Mother of God, the disappointment. Anyway, I'm enjoying your podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. Um, Thank you, Ashley. We go back and listen to that regularly. It's so we funny. Do. <laughs> You're that, a born like, storyteller. <laughs> born storyteller. Um, I'm actually going to... She sent me a picture. So I'm going to put up an Instagram of her at the show. I think we actually figured out we were at the same show. Aww. From the picture. I was like, oh, I think you were in Atlanta. And then... Um, so we're going to link her socials and stuff, too. She said she would love to love to have that. Yes, go follow. Mm-hmm. Um, My Chemical Romance broke up. And they broke up on March 22nd, 2013. 10 years? Oh, my gosh. It'll be 10 years, too, actually. The 10-year anniversary of the breakup. Oh, my God. We're so Kismet. seasonal and right on time. Yeah, that's what, okay, so it's not that life has thrown a million obstacles. It was just getting us on the correct timeline so that way we could be in Fate. the correct space. Yes, exactly. Destiny. Uh-huh. <laughs> I agree. So really what you can call this is the My Chemical Romance 10-year breakup extravaganza, I guess. Episode. <laughs> and Episode. how did MCR break up? With a text message breakup. <laughs> With a text message breakup. And we all know you can't text message breakup. Um, but I'm going to let Kelly read this uh, in a dramatic fashion. Take it away, Kelly. Being in this band for the past 12 years has been a true blessing. We've gotten to go places we never knew we would. We've been able to see and experience things we never imagined possible. We've shared the stage with people we admire, people we look up to, and best of all, our friends. And now, like all great things, it has come time for it to end. Thanks for all your support and for being part of the adventure, My Chemical Romance. That was all they said. That was it. We found some like little bit of media coverage, and honestly, most news sources just say the same thing over and over again. Yeah, honestly, and that's just that goes for everything. We've learned mm-hmm. that the past couple of months, when anything happens, basically any news source is going to say the exact same thing. Yep, maybe one will have an extra detail if you're lucky. One extra sentence. Um, mm-hmm. Kelly did like this one extra sentence written by someone at Spin Mag. Mm-hmm. I like it too. You want me to read it or you want to read it? You read it. Okay. I know how much you like it. <laughs> the band <laughs> built itself up from scratch. The band built itself up from scratch, building an audience at Jersey basement parties before they exploded into pop culture, becoming the voice of misfit youth while exploring the outer edges of dramatic rock. Facts. True that. Thanks for that. Thanks for that true statement, Spin Mag. (laughs) Yeah, most magazines, they all said basically the same thing. They just like rehash what they said on like the band members said on Twitter. Just like the most general like bio timeline of the band. And then like they decided to break up. That's all. However, outside of any media coverage of course you know the internet was freaking out but we're saving that for next time exactly but no they were they were on fire Mm -hmm. if you were there you know we're gonna get into each individual member's reaction to the breakup Mm -hmm. 
from what they said their own words, what they have said publicly. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. So, starting with the shredder himself, Bray Toro. Um, essentially, uh, here's the long story short of it. Um, essentially, he had just had a kid, his first kid, and he kind of used like the free time and I guess funneled all of that energy into being a parent, mm-hmm. um, which is probably a pretty good way to deal with that. Cause you know, you're going from like one full-time job to another, I guess. Yes. I think, and that's kind of seems to be what he has taken from it. Um, there's some direct quotes from him. He says, having the band, this is from a louder sound article. Um, this came out before Remember the Laughter, also, his solo project. Um, having the band was such a huge part of my life, but then I had something new introduced to my life. The split was almost like a blessing in disguise because without the band, I was able to be home and be a part of my son's life in a way that some of the other guys didn't get a chance to. They were touring when they had kids. I felt it came at the right time. It's been great. Um And from there, the interviewer tries to lead on and goes, that may be so, but dealing with the breakup of a band and having a new baby baby must have been a difficult juggling act. And Ray responds, it was definitely interesting, but it was good because it was a way to channel energy. And it was really positive energy, too. Um, So it seems, yeah, that he basically took it pretty well in the grand scheme of things and really yeah like you said funneled his energy into just being a dad instead um and i think gave him a little perspective also because he says um frank had his girls and went out on the road same with gerard at the time i didn't know what must have been going on in their heads when they were away from their kids for so long they didn't get to see their kids grow up like normal parents do i definitely appreciate what they went through now and i feel so lucky that i was able to be home even though it was under bad circumstances with the band breaking up. Mm-hmm. He basically did like the coping mechanism, which is to keep yourself busy. So yeah, good for him. Mm-hmm. I think so. And it gave him a little period of, I think, a little self-reflection or something like that, I guess, about maybe it, you know, helped their all their relationship, like his relationship with Gerard and Frank, I guess, because now he's, you know, he's like relates as a father. I guess they all do now because they're all fathers. Um, mm-hmm. Then um, you also found this enemy uh, article. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. I sure did. And I think this came around um, MCRX time. Mm-hmm. So, the, yeah, that teaser video. Um, he says, I feel like that took everybody aback. Um, I don't think we realized how dramatic that teaser trailer was. We were just looking for a cool way to announce the 10th anniversary, and we were all just blown away by the reaction. It makes you feel really good because you know so many years later, your work is still appreciated and it's finding a new audience. One of the things we hear a lot is that people you who weren't even born when that album or when the band first started are somehow into us. I remember when I was in high school listening to The Misfits. You'd never get to see them live back then, but it ends up getting passed down and it becomes almost mythical in a sense. So I think that's pretty cool if that does happen with my cam. And it did and will. Ha ha. It was and, already. Like it was all mm-hmm. that was already happening. Mm-hmm. But like, I guess by the time he said this. Uh-huh. One hundred percent. Honestly, and who knows like how late this came out after the breakup. We should look into it because like, you know, our fan theory of this is what started them getting back together basically was this response. So I wonder had they already had MCR barbecue? At this point, probably. Yeah, I would love to see the date on that, but I would assume that this came out. Oh, it, a year after MCRX. Yeah. Okay. So this is right around the faded mm-hmm. BBQ. Love it. But, um, you know, Ray's a pretty private guy. So that's right. That's about it, honestly. Oh. And to be quite honest, I mean, all of them are pretty private. Um, so. A lot of these like little blurbs that we have from the band members are like, you know, that's like all we could find. Um, Ray and Mikey have always been pretty 
quiet. I mean, Frank too. Frank had a little bit the to, most say. to say. He, he's gotten more talkative in recent years, but Gerard definitely had the most to say upon impact. Yeah. Yes, upon impact, Gerard had the most to say. And over time, Frank is basically the become the talking head of MCR. I feel like he like represents MCR. Like he's the only person who's done interviews lately or anything like that. And he'll talk about like the experiences. Um, yeah. I like to think about um, them all sitting in a circle and just unanimously deciding that Frank's going to be the one. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I, I can like see it though. Image. I feel like he's so good at like not taking any shit and just like, I don't know. Love I you, Frank. Know. He just loves MCR so much. Uh-huh. And eventually we're going to do a whole episode just like, just on Frank, but he's MCR's biggest fan and he, he's like the first super fan. So, you know, he feels very protective. And speaking of Frank, we're going to get into Frank right now mm-hmm. um, and his reaction. Um, okay, so Frank did tweet. He did tweet on the day. And he said, things that should be simple and easy rarely ever are. Mm. That's it. Mm-hmm. So he was upset. And hurt. You can. I just feel like that is just like disappointment in a sentence. He sounds like you just got broken up with. Mm-hmm. He does. Um, we found this little interview from March first, twenty eleven. So this would be two years before Mike and broke up, and this is what Frank had to say. I actually did have this idea when we were making the conventional weapons record. I said, I have this great idea that we should record two records and release one and put the other away in the vault so when the band breaks up, it would be the last MCR record ever. We thought that would be fun, and we kind of did it, but I don't know if it's going to be our last record. It was. (laughs) And it was. (laughs) So I thought that was a little interesting. Um, But other than that tweet, Frank didn't say anything for a minute. Um, Gerard was very active, posting every day, live listening to My Kim albums, which we'll get to. But Frank didn't say anything until, I guess this is on his website, like his own private website, Mm -hmm. blog. And he had a few things to say. Frank says, Greetings, friends and acquaintances, onlookers and rubberneckers, enemies and indifference, believers and fakers. I needed to take some time to myself this past week. I felt a moment, or maybe a few moments, of silence was deserved and required. It was my intention to let the dust settle a bit, not form, on the recent MyChem announcement. A large chunk of my life, geez, almost half my life, was devoted to that band and all that went with it. And I felt a week of quiet reflection was the least I could do to honor it and all involved. Uh huh. I I really sense subtle shade there. Is kind of what. Uh huh. Actually, I'm gonna keep reading because I really like this part. I can like, yeah, relate a lot to like I can almost feel how he's feeling in a way. You know. Um, he says I have written, deleted, and rewritten this letter way too many times than I care to remember. I'm not much for eulogy, so I'll keep this short and to the point. I don't believe in holding back your feelings or emotions until it is too late. If you did not appreciate someone or something while they were still here, then you have no business expressing cute anecdotes when they are no longer around to enjoy them. (laughs) In the 12 years I have been in MCR, I believe I have said all I needed and wanted to say about it when it counted. If you know me or have ever listened to me speak about my chem, you know what it meant to me. I lived, breathed, and bled the band. I believed in and admired the things we created and the people that were involved in it. For better or worse, I held nothing back that I felt needed to be expressed. I love my band with all I had, and I have no regrets now that it is done. We begin, we began, we lived, and we ended MCR for all the right reasons. If you were there, you know how truly special a time it was, and if you weren't, well, you probably wish you were. <laughs> Thank you for all the memories. My scrapbook is overflowing, and my heart is excruciatingly full. Now on now to the on next. on to the next. Exo Frank. It just sounds like 
he had to rewrite it so many times because he didn't want to sound bitter or angry or anything, even though you can kind of like sense the traces where that was in that letter. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I have just felt like that scorned and trying not to look like a bitch. Yeah, basically trying to like say how you feel in the way that is like the most digestible and doesn't leave room for like picking at mm-hmm. or you know making a drama out of it or anything. Yep. Um also just is I just love the like fuck the haters too though. Onlookers and rubberneckers. Um mm-hmm. you know because I'm sure you know the My Kim fandom and MCR as a band have always like attracted a lot of little haters and stuff so I don't know I just kind of like that little attitude too and he did still leave in enough shade for us to pick up on it you know yes talking about a moment of silence for a week and like all that needed to be said I said I didn't leave anything on the table you know like uh uh-huh which is like direct shade to Gerard who's being very loud the whole week you know uh, that's exactly how I took it because like Gerard just basically woke up and from the time <laughs> they woke up till they went to bed for like months, like at least a month or so, just like always talking to the fandom, always interact, listening to My Chemical Romance, talk, set up like all this stuff. So to me, I, there was just like no other way to read that other than like, I am taking well, the time. Some of us. <laughs> uh-huh like you know some of us are too hurt to like say anything right now right um i think on the next slide here we have a little bit more frank stuff going on from not the life it seems tom bryant got a lot of information about the breakup from frank that i felt like was worth sharing um one in this i learned that frank had moved from new jersey to la to be closer to recording for and stuff for the band since all the other band members lived in LA. Um, but that's something like Frank never wanted. Frank is a Jersey boy. He lives in Jersey. He wants to die in Jersey or something. You and know. he's back in Jersey now. He's back in Jersey. I mean, he did it right away. He moved right back. So um says, I packed everything up, including my family. I had my son out there and it didn't work out. Um, there was also this like little quote where I guess Tom, Bryant, and Frank had a conversation of some kind, and I guess Frank didn't feel he had gotten everything out that he wanted to say, so he sent an email. And in the email, he said, In the past, the band was able to come to agreements that worked from record to record and song to song. It can't ever be selfish. It's always about what's best for the song. The problems arise when you can't agree on what that is anymore. So you fight for the art because you think you're doing the right thing. It's just not right together anymore. That's when the paths start to split off. So I think that says everything. Mm-hmm. Basic right there is was not they were not having a good time recording. Basically, trying to get this record out, they had different ideas about what they wanted the band to sound like. But like mm-hmm. you said, it's very tight. Like it's very careful carefully worded yep um he says it uh, here's another quote from him seven months after the breakup it's a shame i wish it wasn't a shame it was such a large part of my life all of our lives but things happen i think it was different for everybody i think if you asked all four guys you'd get four different answers i'm not ready to talk about a lot of things it just didn't work and then Tom Bryan asked him if he felt he had made big sacrifices to have the rug pulled out from under him, talking about moving with his pregnant wife, you know, with Jamie and stuff and having his kid. And Tom Bryan says there was like a really, really long pause. And then Frank said, "Um, you know, we all had a lot on the line. We're getting into territory I'm not too comfortable with. It is what it is. I can't go into the details of it. I think in retrospect, things probably had to end up the way that they ended up. The writing had always been on the wall, 
But the way it all came to an end, I feel, was unnecessary. And that's all I have to say about that. Mm -hmm. I think that those sentences when I was reading this, I think they like really kind of like gave me an actual better understanding, I think, of like the oh, breakup yeah. right there. Mm -hmm. It so. really feels like just gathering kind of everything. It really feels like it was fine all the way up until it wasn't. And the day it wasn't yeah. died. So it, mm -hmm. I, it feels like it was not bad for long, but once it got bad, it was over. Yes. I think that was it. Like the moment, I think that might even be, you know, we're about to get into Gerard's bit in Vigil where he talks about like the detonator, you know, like the pull the plug kind of thing that the band always had. And I wonder if it was like, if we can't get along, like if we can't work together and our friendships are like on the line or something. I wonder if that was like the trigger point that made them all just go, you know, like, okay. Um, yeah. We don't it's really know. But we do imagine like they've never had a disagreement ever the whole time they've <laughs> been a band. True. And yeah. <laughs> one day they have an argument. Gerard's like, it's done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. No. You know, they're a bunch of Jersey boys. You know they argue all the time. But there's a difference between, you know, there's a difference between bickering and fighting yes uh-huh there's a difference between arguing towards a goal like with on the same side you know what i mean like working mm -hmm. towards something versus so we'll see um working for yourself yeah basically. and then i have just a little bit more information from not the life it seems i wanted to share before we go into gerard's stuff um with rob cavallo so rob cavallo was the producer for the black parade in Danger Days, um, they met him through Green Day. He worked on American Idiot. Um, Y'all heard of Green Day? <laughs> Y'all heard of Green Day? Um, big big to-do, though, and really loves MCR. But he was interviewed by Tom Bryant. He remembers there being, like, tension between Ray and Frank around then and thinks, like, he, in his opinion, maybe it started then. Um, but Frank says, Frank really didn't relate to that at all. He said, um, that has always been the relationship between me and Ray's playing. They're constantly at odds yet working together. Um, as far as arguments, that doesn't sound like us. We never really argued until the very end, which in retrospect, maybe is one of the reasons the band had to die. Just like you said. Right there. Mm -hmm. One fight. Um, mm-hmm. Next, we're going to get into what gerard has said and like he's we're still not even going to go into all of this because gerard was so engaged with the fandom at the time um we're gonna save a lot of what he has said for the next episode and really just like the depths to which he was connected to the fandom and there was mm -hmm. there's just a lot a lot of um nets he was tossing out to everybody you know exactly but the facts are day of the breakup he tweeted this picture of harry houdini hanging upside down which is on the first album i brought you my bullets you know you know the one um he says you brought me beyond your love yeah that one okay mm -hmm. heard, heard uh beyond any sadness what i feel the most is pride he also tweeted a Vigil on Birds and Glass, which is a twit longer that he wrote. It's, you know, it's, it's a short essay. Like a, essentially like a, to me, it's like an epic poem, honestly. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Um, it's definitely, yeah, like a little prose, a contemplation. And mm -hmm. he posted this two days after the breakup. Mm -hmm. um, I'll give kind of the long story short and then we'll kind of get into, there's a lot of chunks from here that are worth reading in its entirety but the long and short is uh it basically starts off well th does it start off with the story about the bird i think no, it does it does start off with the story about the bird i don't have that on here that's okay um mm -hmm. so the birds in glass is he is talking about this moment he had in his office um where there's a, a bird in his office got into his office and i guess he like realize that he had some other goal to accomplish now even if it was like a small thing is that right 
Am I analyzing that correctly? That's kind of what, like, time to move on to the next task is kind of seemed what, like, the metaphor right. in it was. Like, he had something to solve and then he wasn't sad anymore, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, like, he wakes up the day after MCR breakup and he's, like, a little upset and empty feeling, kind of just trying to process the breakup. And then the bird happens. And then it's and just, like, chaos. His, yeah, it's, like, chaos in his house. He's trying to help his wife and kid get this bird Baby out. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a big to-do. And then... He has some line about realizing he wasn't as sad anymore mm-hmm. after his little. Um, but yeah, the whole thing is just a rumination on My Chemical Romance as a band, the fandom, how much the band meant to them personally, how much it meant to the world. Um, and it's it's a really good read, very insightful. Um, and we did pull some good quotes. If you'd like to read a couple, Kelly. Okay. Um, I guess like or some chunks, of, what have you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Gerard starts with a story about the bird and then he moves on and um, starts talking more specifically about MCR. The clearest actions come from truth, not obligation. And the truth of the matter is that I love every one of you. So, if this finds you well and sheds some light on anything or my personal account and feelings on the matter, then it is out of this love, mutual and shared, not duty. Love. That was always my intent. So, I take this too as like, I'm not telling you this because I owe it to you. I'm giving you this because I want to and because, you know. Because I love, I love you. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My Chemical Romance, 2001 to 2013. We were spectacular. Every show, I knew this. Every show, I felt it with or without external confirmation. There were some clunkers. Sometimes our secondhand gear broke. Sometimes I had no voice. We were still great. It is this belief that made us who we were, but also many other things, all of them vital. And of all the things that made us great, they were the very things that were going to end us. Fiction. Friction, creation, destruction, opposition, aggression, ambition, heart, hate, courage, spite, beauty, desperation, love, fear, glamour, weakness, hope, fatalism. That last one is very important, says Gerard. <laughs> but I do I love like just like the breaking down right there of like the heart of MCR and just words like just like base words and i'm like yes but all of those are mcr mm-hmm. fiction friction you know like oh, and then fiction the, friction it's mm-hmm. a good band name it is and in the mix of all this angst and stuff and love and desperation glamour in the middle yeah i just in between you know. fear and weakness uh-huh in between fear and weakness hmm. much to think uh, about mm-hmm I'm like, yeah, relatable. I, I yeah, that, that is my chemical romance right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my chemical romance had built within itself a core, a failsafe, a doomsday device. Should certain events occur or cease occurring, would detonate. I shared knowledge of this flaw within weeks of its inception. Personally, I embraced it because again, it made us perfect, a perfect machine, beautiful yet self-aware of its system under directive to terminate before it becomes compromised to protect the idea at all costs. This probably sounds like something ripped from the pages of four color comic book. And that's the point. No compromise, no surrender, no fucking shit. To me, that's rock and roll. Now I believe in rock and roll. Yeah. There are many reasons my chemical romance ended. The trigger man is unimportant, as was always the messengers. But the message, again, as always, is the important thing. But to reiterate, this is my account, my reasons, and my feelings. And I can assure you that there was no divorce, argument, failure, accident, villain, or knife in the back that caused this. Again, this was no one's fault, and it had been quietly in the works, whether we knew it or not, long before any sensationalism, scandal, or rumor. 
there wasn't even a blaze of glory in a hail of bullets. That is so, like, um, it's nobody's fault, but I did it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's nobody's fault, but my own. Nobody's fault on my own, but I also, or I guess like I it's nobody's fault, but I pulled the trigger. I'm the one who brought it up. Like I'm the one who pointed it out. I'll read a little bit of what he says about the Asbury Park show. Mm -hmm. Since, you know, I feel like it has been decided that it's part of the canon of like the breakup, you know. I am backstage in Asbury Park, New Jersey. It is Saturday, May 19th, 2012. And I am pacing behind a massive black curtain that leads to the stage. I feel the breeze from the ocean find its way around me, and I look down at my arms, which are covered in a fresh gauze due to a losing battle with a heat rash, which had been a mysterious problem in recent months. I am normally not nervous before a show, but I am certainly filled with angry butterflies most of the time. This is different. A strange anxiety jetting through me that I can only imagine is the sixth sense one feels before their last moment alive. My pupils have zeroed out and I have ceased blinking. My body temperature is icy. We get the cue to hit the stage. The show is good. Not great, not bad, just good. The first thing I notice, take me by surprise, is not the enormous amount of people in front of us, but off to my left, the shore, and the vastness of the ocean. Much more blue than I remembered as a boy. The sky is just as vibrant. I perform semi-automatically and something is wrong. I am acting. I never act on stage, even when, it, even when it appears that I am, even when I am hamming it up or delivering a soliloquy. Suddenly, I have become highly self-aware, almost as if waking from a dream. I began to move faster, more frantic, reckless, trying to shake it off, but it all began to create, all it began to create was silence. The amps, the cheers, all began to fade. And all that was left was the voice inside. And I could hear it clearly. It didn't have to yell. And it whispered and said to me, briefly and plainly and kindly, what it had to say. And he doesn't share what he, it had to say, but it's obvious it was, you gotta stop doing this, dude. <laughs> like, you can't do this anymore. You're lying to these people. Mm-hmm. You don't, your heart's on it. So that's when, you know. Um, and then where he says, I ignored it and the following months were full of suffering for me. Honestly, I do relate to that. When you're talking, like, I relate to that too. Just mm -hmm. knowing there's their problem there and being like, I am not ready to handle this. And so you just make it worse by ignoring it for longer. Yeah, just let it fester and lean into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just going to read like the last few lines because that's my personal favorite part of Vigil on Birds and Glass. Um, at the very end, Gerard says, since I am bad with goodbyes, I refuse to let this be one, but I will leave you with one last thing. My chemical romance is done, but it can never die. It is alive in me, in the guise, and it is alive inside of all of you. I always knew that, and I think you did too, because it is not a band. It is an idea. Love, Gerard. Truly. I Instant meme, honestly. The it's not a band, it's an idea. <laughs> yeah. It's like been a meme in the fandom ever since. <laughs> but I mean it's beautiful. They're right by saying that. Mm hmm It's true. No, oh, it is true. Um, um, but I do have a quote from Gerard in Not the Life It Seems. Mm -hmm. After climbing out, it got worse because I became even more paralyzed and depressed. I started to work on a record that was a concept record about a group of parents and a support group because they had all lost their children in a horrible way. That's not a story I wanted to tell, and the songs reflected that. You could hear it. All the joy was just gone. No joy. No Kay. joy in a record about uh... a... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like a support group? For... Yeah, I mean, that was going to be horrible. Mm -hmm. um, and then... I mean, it was probably going to be amazing, but... Oh, yeah, I can't. I mean, I love Fake Your Death. I think that song is great. Um, I'd be very curious to hear if anything ever comes out. Mm -hmm. But we found this NME article that came out like just a few months before um, the return announcement in October. So this is like in 2019. Um, 
Wei said, when things start to succeed and go really well, that's when a lot of people start to have an opinion. And that's when you run into struggle. Everybody has a fucking opinion about what MCR should be. So it made it difficult to figure out what direction to take next. You get caught up in the trap of, is it ever going to be good enough? It wasn't fun to make stuff anymore. I think breaking up the band broke us out of that machine. I think that goes in with what Frank said about the idea of like what's best for the song when everybody has like a different idea of what that means. Um, I think that goes what direction to take next. I think that kind of goes with that. And then little cheeky fucker was like, I think if MCR, we ever did MCR again, we wouldn't be in that machine anymore. It would literally just be like, here's a new piece of music. We're putting this out and that's it. This is not up for debate. Foundations of Decay. Literally exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um, we, we did find out that this article was posted, um, what, six months before Something they reunited? Like mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Um, no cheeky fucker. Right. <laughs> um, and we had to look it up because of this next quote where Gerard says, uh, that's stuff I thought about when the world started to get super fucked up again. It definitely came into my head, but I changed so much as a person. I didn't know how I'd fit into it anymore. I didn't know how the band would fit into it anymore. But you're right. The world is definitely in need of something positive. We definitely get offers regularly to reunite. It's a constant thing. It's flattering. It's really nice of people. And I miss playing with the guys, but I don't think so. <laughs> but I don't think so. <laughs> I know. I don't know how we'd fit in, but yeah, you're right. The world needs my chemical romance, basically. It's basically. I guess guess maybe it could be that good thing for people. I don't know. Skylines and Turnstile just played in my head. Like, if the world needs something better, let's give them one more reason. Hello. Come on. Hello. Come on. Um. Yeah, and so I think that's like all we're gonna say for Gerard for this episode for now. Yeah, we have a lot more. We'll we'll save it. We've mentioned that. Mm-hmm. As we get more, more into like the fan theory for real, and um, and next his we're going brother, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say definitely the uh like juiciest bit, yes, of, like the juiciest morsel from all of the boys. Um, so we're just gonna briefly mention it. Um. Yeah, and then <laughs> that's <laughs> yes. Okay, um, so the mm-hmm. day they broke up, Mikey made first a post of "I want to thank everybody who helped make the past twelve years an unforgettable unforgettable journey for me, family, friends, and fans." Thank you. Simple, fine, but which we will go into a lot more in the next episode is Mikey was dating a fan at the time. When he was maybe or maybe not with his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Maybe or maybe not. And it was popular in the fandom at the time. Basically, immediately everybody was like, that is why MCR is breaking up. Like Mikey's drama, relationship drama. So mm-hmm. in a tweet that has since been deleted since him and Sarah, who's the person that he was dating, the fan he was dating, for the record... My relationship has absolutely nothing to do with that. What just happened. They are completely separate. Um, And then there's another tweet from him. But we're going to wait for that one. Um, It's about his relationship with Sarah. But Mm -hmm. he has deleted this also since they broke up. Um, But yeah, so this is what he said at the time. Basically, he just thanked everybody and then just immediately was like, my relationship isn't. This has nothing to do with the breakup. Um. And then I guess you found a enemy article. God bless the enemy. <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> um, so and, yeah, Mikey was also he was also uh, at pretty much his lowest point with addiction, which I think a lot of people also thought that might have something to do with it. Um, anyway, in this article, Mikey says. That the end of my chemical romance was like the passing of a family member. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
he says, uh, over time, I got great joy and pleasure from reflecting. I was able to truly put on some songs and be like, wow, we really did something. We cracked the heavens. I love that. Mm -hmm. With MCR, we were so busy. I was never able to stop and smell the roses or evaluate myself completely. That's what the past year was all about. I was able to dig deep inside myself and become the man I always wanted to be. My heart, honestly, like, oh. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder when this article came out. Let's, like, look up what the date is. I assume that it's, like, pretty close to a year mm -hmm. after the breakup, but let's check. Mark, yeah, it's about right out a year. Mm-hmm. So he had been in rehab and yes, going okay. through a divorce. I, so he was like truly going. And he it. was broken up with Sarah at that point too, because mm -hmm. when he went to rehab, that was it. Like it was like going into rehab um, was the end of their relationship. Pretty sure. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna get into that juicy so, stuff because yeah. I like to give you a little preview like i went through i'm not okay.net i went through like web archive like wayback machine stuff going on to forums and articles and reading comments and stuff to get a really good idea of like what the fandom was talking about immediately after the breakup um and it's fun and juicy and will take up plenty of time so mm -hmm. to give you an idea that's how we're going to be kind of really going over like what was going on in the fandom is through me trolling through mm -hmm. the way back machine the, the way back machine the dusty blowing off the dust <laughs> off these little new articles putting them through the archive so that's most of what we have to say about like what the band that's like what we have to say about what the band has said about the breakup we um, can quickly very quickly they don't in my opinion don't deserve a lot of airtime however we can quickly but it's worth mentioning it's worth mentioning uh-huh uh, former band member reactions to former band member reactions to the breakup. Um, Matt Pelissier, Pelissier, Pelissier. Honestly, Pelissier. I've every I've heard Matt Pelissier, Matt Pelissier, Matt Pelisser. Y'all know Otter. who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. The first drummer of Mike Michael Romance. He tweeted uh, the day after. <laughs> said, "I love how people tell me what I can and cannot tweet on my Twitter." Hashtag just silly. Uh huh. Well, Bar. before that, though, he had said, "I can finally start to sleep oh, easy true. again," and that's and so people were like, again. "Shut up!" Like, I can finally sleep. And then he goes, "I cannot speak my mind. Nobody knows my side." I've always just been, I've always felt about him for a long time of just like, meh, and like I'm not gonna, you know, like why be mean to this guy who cares? But then I went through his Twitter, and then he said, he "Let's go, it. Brandon," and I was like, "Okay." Yeah, I'm laying into him so hard because he kind of deserves it. He's kind of a the shit. moment I, I was like, oh, okay, all right. You know, there's probably a reason. There's a you reason. Know. There's a reason. But yeah, I just love the idea that when he's like, I can finally start to sleep easy again. I don't know. I'm just like, you mean you had like a lot of restless nights because of MCR? Like what? After you were kicked out like almost ten years ago for not being from like, that not point, very like good. He, like, mm -hmm. wasn't very good at the drums. That's why they kicked him out. Mm -hmm. Which I think he he's a great time. studio drummer. Yeah, like, he's a great studio drummer. Like, I love the drumming on Bullets and Revenge. I'm not going to pretend that, but, like, he sucked live and refused to fucking get better. And so. Mm -hmm. But, and also, apparently. Read from um, was an asshole. Life, it seems, is that he was just not that good of a drummer. And that's why the drums in Bullets are, like, so all over the place because he couldn't keep time. He would like change mm. tempo a lot during songs. Uh, you can kind of tell in certain songs, like you can tell when the tempo's changing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, he's a creative drummer. He has like really creative fills. I really love the drumming in like Revenge. Like I'm not even going to pretend, you know, whatever. That's like saying. No, I do you don't too. Like the... mm -hmm. But yeah, MCR but, is not but, a jazz band. <laughs> no, and like, fuck them, basically. Fuck <laughs> so that's, oh that's our <laughs> that's our opinion on Matt Lizier. <laughs> and then... Bob Breyer at least was kind of funny and cheeky about his and not just like crying in the bathroom kind of like in the dark. Um, his is, wait. So he posted a picture of all his MCR drum kits and he goes, wait, so is all this junk worth more or less now? Which I'm like, stupid. But Coming at least it was- from you? Not uh -huh. <laughs> Made me laugh a little bit. But he has been slowly selling off his drum kits for a long time. 
and um, all of his regalia. Uh-huh. Um, I guess our editorial stance on Bob is like, he said racist shit during the Baltimore protests about wanting the cops to, like, kill the protesters. And Ew. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, that's how I feel. That right there was all I needed to. Man, Twitter just, like, really lays it Exposed all out there. everyone. Uh-huh. Because um, before I saw that post, too, I used to always just kind of be like, who cares? Leave him alone. He was in the band. He's not anymore. Who cares? Um, I don't know. I even still, like, oh, he's gross. But, man. He posts some stuff every once in a while where I'm like, you're not well. You're fucked up from not right. being in my kin. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can only imagine, like, the kind of things that he hears from MCR fans. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, maybe don't be, like, racist. And he also bullied Mikey for a while. We'll get into mm-hmm. that next episode. But, anyway. Yes, because that all comes into <laughs> the reactions <laughs> and Mikey's whole story of the breakup. Everyone's always connected. Mm-hmm. 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 So, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a better way to close that out, but I'm like, yeah, I mean, you just got to tune in until next episode to hear all about <laughs> Gerard's interaction <laughs> with the fandom on Twitter, uh, all the hot goss, the Mikey Way, No Way Mikey Way Tumblr blog. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, yeah, we just had to lay the groundwork. I think this would be a good time in between the episodes, too, to hear from you guys we're going to be reading some breakup surveys now um and i would love to i'm going to keep posting it again and mm-hmm. would love to hear yeah we yours. already have one made we've been trying to record this episode for a long time actually yes like we've <laughs> um, been actually trying to record for a month yes and each week something has happened so you uh-huh. we're here damn it mm-hmm. um so we made this a long time ago we'll post the links and everything so we already have some responses, which we'll get into some right now, um, but we're going to be getting a lot more into these next episode. So if you would like your voice heard by way of our voice, sh- drop us a line. Drop us a line. We'll definitely have the links in the show notes. We'll keep it active on the Instagram too, of course. Just go to our link tree. You'll find it. It's at the top. Exactly. You could also leave in a pot and box like our lovely listener, Ashley, as well. You could leave us a pot and box. Mm-hmm. They're so fun. You don't yeah. have to be, like, funny or a good – you don't have to have, like, a good voice or anything like that. We don't even have to post it. We, I just want to listen to it. Yes. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, okay. So – breakup surveys so i just made a really quick little survey just asking if you have any personal experience relating to my kim's breakup and i don't know if you remember but we actually read a survey by this person earlier kerosene cowgirl pronouns she her hey hey girl thanks for taking the time um so the question is any personal experience relating to my kim's breakup you can, it can be how you found out about the news, even if you found out long after. It can be how you felt, how you feel like the fandom took it, etc. Kerosene Cowgirl writes, I was in absolute denial. I was 17 at the time and not great at process- processing emotions anyways. Still loved the band, but wasn't following them as closely. Someone texted me asking if I'd heard about MCR. At this point, I don't even remember who messaged me or what they said exactly. I just remember absolutely rejecting the idea. I might have my facts fucked up, but I feel like Gerard's letter post on the band's website came a couple of days after the official breakup announcement. I remember making up some scenario in my head where they were pranking the community, gearing us up for some kind of release. I think I began to come to terms with the ending of my Kim a week or so after Gerard's letter. It was a hard transitional point in my life for sure. Going to be super cheesy and mention how the breakup taught me a little bit more about grieving and how life goes on. Yes, it felt like I lost a friend, but in general, the members were alive and working on being better themselves, which is an amazing achievement for humans in general. So true. Mm-hmm. Which this also has a little nugget we're going to be bringing up in the fan theory episode tomorrow or tomorrow the next episode when we record um the 
because it was an idea in the fandom that they were pranking the community or not pranking, but like kind of like my chemical romance is no more. It's the black parade, et cetera. Like, so Mm -hmm. until Gerard's letter two days later, that was kind of active in the fandom. So that'll be fun Mm -hmm. to kind of shoe in in the next episode. Also kerosene cowgirl. You do not have your facts fucks up. It was Mm -mm. exactly a couple days after. Two. Genus. Mm -hmm. You're genus. Mm -hmm. Absolute genus. Um, (laughs) And I think you had one uh, Uh, breakup survey you wanted to read specifically too. I did. Um, (laughs) This is the same question. It is from Werard Gay. Love it. He, him, pronouns. Rerard, Rerard Gay says, Sometime in 2018, I was listening to Fall Out Boy on Spotify when in between songs, an ad came up for a podcast. The podcast was talking about how it was almost the fifth anniversary of the MCR breakup. I went, wait, what breakup? They didn't break up. They just released a song. Song in question was actually from a different band, and I became immediately depressed that my favorite band had been broken up for five <laughs> years, and I didn't know it. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> what band? I know. I want to know what song they thought was a My Kim song. I I have to know what song it is. I have to know what band it is because if it sounds enough like MCR that you got them confused, I gotta know. Yeah, I want to know who they are. I'll probably like them. Okay, so I just wanted to quickly bring up this one. It's an old survey response that we got from a friend, Ash. He him. Um, and I wanted to bring this up because the Australia shows are going on right now. Um, I think we're going to reach out and probably get some further comment. But right now we'll go on an old comment. Um, Ash says, for the upcoming tour dates on Australia, I was at work when the tickets became available. Me and my workmate had Ticket Tech. Ticket Tech. That's a fun word. Ticket Tech. Mm-hmm. Me and my workmate had Ticket Tech open on both front counter computers and refreshed constantly for 30 minutes while pretending to work. So me. When one of us had to leave the counter, the other would go two-handed style on both keyboards. (laughs) Probably due to the computers literally running on Windows 8. I didn't manage to get a GA ticket, so I splurged out on a premium seat. Yeah, yeah. Um, Um, Ash, I hope you had a fucking blast. I'm so happy that you finally got to see them. I hope you had a good time. Truly. mm -hmm. Um... Can't wait to hear how it went. Yes. And especially because he made a post on Instagram about meeting the members of the band. Super. So. I forgot that you told like, me about that. Yeah. That's like. So. Um, yeah. I'm going to reach out to him and see if we can use like at least what he posted on Instagram. Like a little audio story about meeting the band. <sighs> I know. I was like. So, yeah. Yay. That's my one friend. One of us made I know. That's I'm like one of us made it. <laughs> Let's go. So yeah, Ash is a listener, and he's written in. We've read his surveys before, and he's a friend of the podcast. I've talked to him a few times, so just like really happy for him. I, he's been having his nights because I think he was at the New Zealand show and the Australia show. And good for him. I mm-hmm. I truly can't wait to hear how his week has been. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna read more surveys and more responses, and we also made a post in Reddit and stuff um but we're gonna save more of that for next episode since this one was really mostly just to get the facts on the ground so that way we can dive into the juicier bits for the next episode and just to like touch base with y'all we miss y'all i know because we miss y'all it's been so long i know and we have not not recorded for lack of trying like let me tell you okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) we have tried (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah this was really exciting to get this episode out um reach out to us on instagram tumblr follow us everywhere follow us Mm -hmm. everywhere but mostly watch our instagram that's where we're the most active yes oh oh special announcement this is kind of a soft announcement we Mm. are in talks well we're gonna do it we just don't know when um we're in talks of making a um demolition buddies fan discord um which I'm really excited about the potential of. We could have like movie nights together. We could watch live mm-hmm. shows together. All kinds of Life stuff. Like on the murder scene, interview nights. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
just another way for all of us to connect and hang out and be buddies. So yeah, maybe by next episode we record, we'll have a little more ideas about that. But or even a join link. We'll mm-hmm. see. You can't see it, but I'm dancing. She is. She is dancing. Oh, 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 whoa. <laughs> so yes, fellow demolition buddies, reach out to us on Instagram. Keep your eyes peeled for the second episode about the breakup. We love you. Drink your water. Take your meds. Wash, wash your, your in the shower. I was going to say wash your butt and behind your ears. Mm-hmm. And uh, know that Gerard, Ray, Frankie, and Mikey love you. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> and so do we. And so do we. Wow. I these are some much I love great hits. <laughs> they got some <laughs> hits. Well, let me tell you what. Dang. Mm-hmm. This really slaps.